Welcome back to an uproarious profundity. It is unconventional wisdom for the spiritually attuned go-getter like yourself. Do you remember the show The Simpsons? You know, it was on for a year or two. And on that show, there was a character, Ned Flanders. He was Homer and Marge Simpson's overly joyful, holy roller neighbor. I think of Ned, and I think of so many Christians, so many holy rollers, that are afraid of feeling any feeling that's not oblivious glee and joy. And from that place of fear, we can sometimes repress other healthy emotions like anger, annoyance, bitterness, jealousy, hate, anxiety, depression, instead of feeling them. And when I spot this in someone else and spotted it in myself years ago, I diagnosed myself and others with Ned Flanders syndrome. Yep, it's a real, it's a real thing that I used to struggle with, and I know that others struggle with it too, which is why I wanted to do this episode over how to actually know how you feel about anything. Sometimes, whether we are people pleasers or holy rollers or overcommitted Christians that have given too much power over our lives to other people, Our preferences become invisible, even to us. Our actual feelings become invisible to even us. And this makes it really hard, right? To create the life that we want, (laughs) to communicate well with others about how we are feeling about our preferences, to move in a healthy way in our professional and personal relationships, to love ourselves well, (laughs) to teach others how to treat us, if it becomes really hard, if we do not know how we actually feel. It reminds me of, um, was it Runaway Bride when she didn't, she didn't know, didn't know what kind of eggs she liked. Like she just liked the eggs cooked the style of the way that the boyfriend she was dating at the time liked. So she was dating this guy she liked, scrambled. It was this guy. It was over hard. Yeah. So that's a small example of what I mean. And of course, we're going to dive a lot deeper than eggs here because I want to make sure that by the end of this episode, you're able to know how you actually feel about anything. Because Once you do this, once you take this one step to know how you actually feel about anything, you will be more efficient at making decisions. You will have stronger personal and professional relationships. You will be more focused. You'll be more creative. You'll be more in the moment. (laughs) Present, isn't that what we all want to be? More present? Yeah, so many benefits come from actually knowing how we feel about things. This whole episode could be summarized into one step, but of course, I'm going to unpack this step. But the one step that I want to share with you over how to know how you actually feel about anything is to get rid of words and get into your body. Get rid of words and get into your body. There was this amazing study done in 2014 with thousands of people, so many people. And I want to make sure that I read it right. 
yep, I'm already wrong. It was the it was a study done in 2013, the body maps of emotions. And I'm reading from the Journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. And this article is from Psychology Today. And in this study done on thousands of people, they discovered that there were identical <laughs> identical sensations in the body, physical sensations in the body that aligned with specific emotions. Specific sensations in the body that aligned with emotions. And so in this picture that you can you can Google to dive a little deeper about body mapping, hot colors represent engagement of a body area. Cool colors represent disengagement of a body area. So what we know about this is that when a lot of people feel anger, they, when they are angry about something, and some of us might have stories of why we cannot be angry, maybe from our parents or from our religion or other voices in our culture have told us not to be angry, that it's not healthy to be angry. But our bodies do not lie to us. They are a guide. They will tell us and align us with the truth. So when we are angry, we feel a sensation. Or in this, if you look at the picture, there's a heat. There's heat. We feel sensations in our forehead, our shoulders, our neck. When we are sad, we feel it around our eyes. We feel it on our heart. When we are anxious or worried, we feel it in our gut and upper chest. When we are depressed, we feel nothing. We are numb everywhere. When we are happy, we feel it in our head, in our shoulders, a little bit in our legs and our arms. And when we are in love or loving something, we are feeling it. It looks like everywhere thighs up, like happiness seems to be engaging the whole body on these body map studies, but love, it seems, is like a firecracker from the thighs all the way up. Yeah, and it's it's fascinating. Envy seems to just be in heat. There's a physical sensation. There's heat on the, the body mapping on on just the head just fascinating. It, it has, the study shows contempt, pride, surprise. It's, it's truly amazing to see how the body reacts with different emotions. So the first step that we're going to pack this whole episode, unpack this whole episode is get rid of words, get into your body. When we are not aware how we truly feel about things, we cannot truly feel it. I'm going to say that again for my own my own mind. When we are not aware of how we truly feel about things, we cannot feel it. Yeah. And because of it, it could become emotionally blocked within us. We could become emotionally blocked around that. How can we use this knowledge of knowing, based on this study done in 2013, that there are certain physical sensations aligned with certain emotions that we feel. How can we use this? Well, first, I think there are some red flags that we should look for. And I just used one of the red flag words that it would serve us to look for if we're wondering, 
am I unclear about how I feel about certain things? There was a time in my life when I was so lost in appeasing and impressing others that I had no clue what I honestly felt about anything or anyone. I just knew how to pretend really, really well. And you might be feeling like that sometimes too. You might be thinking, how do I even know if I don't know how I feel? Well, here are some red flags that you might say, even though I said get rid of words and get into your body to know how you feel. We're going to bounce back to words for a second. If you find yourself saying these things, those are signs that you need to get into your body because you are you are unclear around how you feel. The verbal linguistic part of your brain that gives you the gift of language and is amazing is not serving you right now and you need to get into your body if you are saying these things. Number one, I should feel blank. If you find yourself shooting on yourself, which one of my great mentors, Kristen Anderson Wolf, told me this amazing line of advice in seminary, don't should on yourself. So if you find yourself saying, I should feel, and I'm pretty sure she got it from another author, and I cannot remember that author's name right now, so lo siento for that one. If you find yourself saying, I should feel this way, what that really means is there's another feeling that's more authentic and more aligned with your truth, and you need to turn the volume up on that one and turn down the volume of the other one within you that is probably not the voice of the Holy Spirit, not the voice of the divine, not the voice of your inner wisdom, but the voice of others. So if you find yourself saying, I should feel this way or that way, that's a red flag that you need to get in your body. Another red flag is, I know they blank, but blank. I know they, but You ever heard someone say that? I've been, I've said that before when I'm trying to make a decision. I know they meant well. I know that it's the right thing to do. I know that, I know that they, I know, I know that they, but I know that that they, but blank. You're getting lost again in overanalyzing their feelings their preferences, what has worked for them, and they are not you. So that's another red flag. Another red flag is if you say, I, if you're trying to be the good Christian and you're trying to empathize and understand where they're coming from and trying to be optimistic, relentlessly, stupidly optimistic, seeing the best, I do, here's the, here's the phrase, I do understand where blank is coming from she or he or they, I do understand where they're coming from, but blank. Yes. Again, when we say these types of things, these red flags, we are trying to convince ourselves. (laughs) We are trying to convince ourselves, which means there's a part of us that's aware of a different truth than what they are telling us and we feel differently than them and right now we're trying to empathize and understand which can be good until 
the opinions and feelings of others totally squash our own feelings and preferences. And now, enough with words. We've gone through the red flags of things to watch yourself. If you feel yourself say those things, I should feel, I know they blank, but I do understand where they're coming from, but blank. If you catch yourself saying these types of things, those are red flags that you need to be done with words and you need to get in your body to know how you feel. The body is a guide. It will align you with truth. It is there to take care of you. It is your best, most beloved friend on this journey. So how can we use this information? 15 minutes into the episode, you're like, Meg, just tell me how I can apply this to my life so I know what I'm actually feeling about things. Number one quiet others' words. You are more than words. So quiet the opinions of others. Just for a moment. Because I have a feeling the voice inside your head that's confusing how you feel about something It's not of you, and it's not of God. It's of someone else in your life. Parent, grandparent, professor, mentor, pastor, an ex, a friend. Quiet their opinions. And then breathe deep. Imagine you have a belt of noses as my singing coach used to say, a belt of noses that is sitting at the lowest part of your waist. And that belt of noses, you're going to take a really big, deep breath. And then you're going to continue to inhale and exhale around the memory or around the decision that you are struggling with. And as you are breathing deep with the memory or with the decision that you're not sure how you feel about it, you're not sure about your preference around it, as you are breathing in that memory or that decision, check in with your body. Where is the physical sensation? Is it on your shoulders, your head, your neck. This could be anger. And for so many people, we sometimes don't feel anger because we're afraid to, because The people we want to be angry with have done so much for us. But our truth is that we're pissed and we need to feel anger. When I owned my anger, knowing that 
emotions are energy within us and they have to go somewhere. They cannot stay within us. I owned my anger, the bodily the bodily sensation of my shoulders tingling, my forehead, my neck guided me. And I, I share the whole story of this breakthrough I had around anger in episode two, I believe, the power of your O face. When I owned my anger and I named it to tame it, as Dr. Tina Payne Bryson says, I began running while cussing. And I began, I gave my anger a growling scream. My coach guided me to listen to Nordic Viking music that sounds like, like they are, they're battle cries and they're fierce. And I would listen to that and run and scream and cuss. And some people take a baseball bat to a pillow, a punching bag, me punching a punching bag has also been helpful. That emotional energy needs to go somewhere. It needs to go somewhere. We need to allow ourselves to actually feel it. And it's a whole lot easier to feel it when we've properly named it. And then once that emotional energy has moved, we move that energy after we felt it completely we cleanse it and we we move it. We move it out of us. But that cannot happen until we have properly felt it, named it, felt it a little more deeper, and then moved it out of us. <laughs> moved it out of us. So if it's not anger, maybe when you're breathing deep around the memory of the decision and you're checking in on your body where is the physical sensation? Do you not feel it in your shoulders like I did when I talk about anger? But do you feel it in your heart and around your eyes? Are you sad? Making time to wail, to cry it out is key. Do you feel it in your upper stomach, in your lower chest? This could be that you are worried and you are anxious. And there is there is some anxiety around this decision. So then ask yourself, is what I'm worrying about, are these worries based on fictitious fantasies of the future or are they based on fact? Are these worries based on fictitious fantasies or are they based on fact? Now let's bring words back into the mix. Once you know the actual feeling, as I've already mentioned, you name it, you feel it, you feel it a little deeper and then you move it. And another way to move it, other than the ones listed above, is to take the proper language back into the conversation with others, if others are involved, and work toward a solution. Now you will be equipped and the more time that you take to tap into your body, and I'd, I will put in the episode notes this study about body mapping that tells you where in your body you feel certain emotions. And the more that you are in your body and out of your head, 
that over analytical ruminating head of ours, once we get out of that, and the more often we get into our body, the easier it is to tap in, know what and feel what we're feeling and name it to tame it, and then feel it, feel it even deeper, and then move it. And you'll be quicker in your personal and professional relationships at saying, when this happened, it made me feel afraid. When this was said, it made me feel angry. When this was done, it made me feel anxious. And the more that you are in your body and out of your head and in tune with what your best friend, your body is telling you, the quicker you will make decisions because you'll know which of the two options is bringing you more joy. Yeah, yeah. You'll be way less indecisive because as Richard Rohr says, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So this tip of getting rid of words and getting into your body to know how you actually feel about things It's going to permeate every decision in your life from what you order at the Mexican restaurant to who you spend your vacation with to how quickly you forgive someone to how you lead professionally. Get rid of words. Get back into your body. Here are some bonus tips. Either in the morning or evening If you really struggle to know how you feel about things and what your preference is about things, I would suggest that you begin reviewing your day, reviewing your day, whether that's with a pen or talking to yourself out loud in the car, whatever that is, review your day. Think back, when did your feeling change? What was the moment that the day started getting better? that the day started going downhill, that you began feeling anxious. And you can pinpoint the moment. I'm certain of it. What space were you in? Spaces carry energy. Who were you around? What was said? What was not said? And begin, as you, re- as you remember, and you tap into certain memories, notice in your body where you feel it. And then speak out loud. The body is amazing. And also, obviously, the mind is amazing too. And we know about the brain that the front of our brain, the neocortex, gives us the privilege, the opportunity, the ability to think about our thoughts. So you can talk to yourself. We already know this. We do it 24-7. But speak out loud and say, oh, my shoulders are tingling when I think about that memory earlier today at that meeting with, with LaFonda. What was said that made, did something make me angry? Yeah. And you might be thinking, Meg, I'm not a three-year-old. <laughs> I don't need to name it to tame it. I'm not a three-year-old. You're right. You're not. You are a badass adult who, at some point in your life, might have been taught a limiting belief around less attractive emotions. <laughs> And I feel bad even calling him that because all emotions are needed and healthy and good. But at some point in your life, even though you are a badass, high-functioning adult, you might have been 
taught or conditioned not to feel certain things. And in order for you to up-level to your utmost potential, in order for you to forge ahead boldly to what is next, the time is calling for you to be aligned with how you authentically feel about everything. So review your day, checking in. When did the feeling change? As you're rethinking that memory, where in your body do you feel it? Name it to tame it. (laughs) Name it to feel it. Feel it. Feel it even deeper. And then move that energy out of you in ways expressed above. Another bonus tip is if you are one that is extremely empathetic, you might even wear the badge of honor as an empath. And you sometimes hold space, too much space within your person for the energy of others. There's a beautiful exercise. There's so many meditations around this. There's a beautiful exercise that is taught by Dr. Christine Page, who teaches that to hold up, if you know you're going into a toxic meeting or a meeting with a a person whose energy just is overwhelmingly negative for you, to imagine holding up a mirror when you sit in that meeting across from them and all of their energy is bouncing. It's, It's not coming to you. It's going back to them where it belongs. I have been aware of body, the body mapping study since January of 2020 was when that came into my life and and changed everything for me. And I was recently in a conversation with a loved one around, we're, we're, we're both in grief for a loved one that has passed. And this other person was talking about the guilt that, that they were carrying in their own grief process And I began to feel an unusual sensation. And it wasn't at the top of my shoulders where I carry anger. It was at the front of my shoulders. Like kind of the front of my armpit area. Like where my arms are connected to my torso in the front of that. And there was this tension. There was this tension that I felt. And I felt it right away. And I I would not have before studying the body mapping studies. And I noticed that is not mine. That is not mine to carry. That is that other person's energy. And I I shared it in a mastermind group that I'm in with the metaphysical Christian herself, Dr. Reverend Katie Valentine, who was another guest on the show. I am so excited to be taking her course right now, Awakened and Awakening and Transformation course and mastermind group. And I shared this sensation with someone else in the group. I I put it in the post and one person commented, could it have been your energy pushing off hers that you didn't, you didn't want it. You didn't want to carry that anymore. And I, I almost teared up. It felt, it felt so true to me when I read that because this person that I was in a conversation with was someone that for as long as I can remember, every decision I made was based on impressing and appeasing her. And now that I have done the deep work and have grown and have evolved, 
hopefully <laughs> still making mistakes, still experiencing the contrast of life, the highs and the lows. And I've also grown. I did not want her experience with grief, her guilt to be mine because it wasn't, it wasn't my energy that I felt. It was hers. And I wanted to give her the gift of her experience while also having my own unique grief process. And so I could not have had that powerful moment if I had not taken the time to get rid of words and get into my body when it came to how I actually felt about things. Another pro bonus tip here that I like to give you is, and I I do this with this certain person that I just told you about, and I do it in other professional settings that I, I'm, I have to go to because it's inevitable that there will be people in our lives and go back and listen to the episode, You're Not a Big Purple Dinosaur, Five Ways to Enhance Every Relationship in Your Life. It's inevitable that there will be people in our lives whose energy is dense and negative and they, and have, negative sounded mean. I didn't mean for that. It's dense. Sometimes it is negative. I'll just say it. It's sad. It's bitter. It's dark. It's heavy. Whatever word you want to use there, whatever adjective you wish to use, it's inevitable. Not everyone we encounter will come with, with light, vibrant, high vibe energy, right? So what you can do if you're going into a situation like that, or you're going into a situation that's going to call for your courage, that's going to call for your confidence, is to pep talk your body. It's your best friend. It loves you. It wants to guide you, wants to align you with the truth. So give your body a pep talk. You're like, Meg, this sounds so woo-woo. Yeah, it is. And it's it's also true. <laughs> So give your body a pep talk. As I as I shared, I am new to the study of chakras. And so we won't dive down that bunny trail because I'm learning so much and I really want to be in a better place before I, I talk about it. But I I know I know I know enough to know. <laughs> I know enough to know from reading and from my experience that within us, some say, well actually everyone I read says, within our solar plexus chakra, we hold space for other people's energy. Yep, some of us more than others. And since that is the around like your abdomen area, when I, before I would go into situations that could be potentially robbing me of joy or robbing me of courage, I would look down at my stomach and I would say, you shut it down. You lock it down. You don't let anyone else's energy in here. You just feel your feelings. Don't let their preferences sway you. You got this body. Like, shut it down. I would breathe and I would talk to my body not to hold space for anyone's energy that I did not want to hold space for. And it worked. Almost always. And the last bonus tip that I would like to give you as a great tool to serve you on your journey to realizing how you feel and how to own that feeling is a wonderful app called the Insight Timer. The app is called Insight Timer. Its free version is amazing. And this is so good at helping you get into your, into your body. 
I am so excited to hear how this episode serves you. As I shared at the start, the more that we become aware of how we actually feel about things, the more efficient we will be at making decisions, the more healthy our professional and personal relationships will be, the easier it will be for us to be focused, creative, and present. Yeah, so many amazing benefits of actually getting clear on how you feel and knowing how you feel about things. So let me know how this served you in the reviews. Reviews help us to get this show to more people that want to be served by its unconventional wisdom for spiritually attuned go-getters. And I want to make a shout out to D.A. Goldman's who wrote, this podcast is a good place for inspiration. Five stars. I found this podcast very fun and helpful as a person who is constantly looking for ways to enjoy my existence and be a positive influence in the lives of everyone I encounter. If you enjoy laughter, learning, and living an inspired life, you will enjoy this podcast. So thank you, Mr. Goldman, for that review. And head on over to iTunes and leave your own thoughts. How did this episode serve you? Also, be sure to follow me over on Instagram by my legal name, Maggie Lee underscore Calvin. Again, that's Maggie Lee underscore Calvin. Friends call me Meg. Hit me up there and keep on getting tips and tricks and tools around recovering from burnout and crushing your goals as a spiritually attuned go-getter. I cannot wait to be with you next Thursday when we hop on with an transformational life and business coach. Who is going to help you maintain your center in the chaotic world, embody your potential, and unlock freedom in your life and business? So be sure to come back here next Thursday. Drive as well to get reminded of when these episodes drop. Can't wait. Be with you in your earbuds next Thursday. 